when you're somewhere and you're using it and stuff, you you do have, like you said, those colloquialisms, you have the slang and you, you have the ability to talk and the ability to communicate. And is that fluency? Or with the other one, you have the grammar, you know that if you're using the imperfect, you put the verb in its, you know, ten, that tense to the end of the sentence and all that. And you might do that naturally if you learn it while you're in the country, but you might not. So which one is more fluent if you were to put them against each other? You know, it's, it's really odd, man. Welcome to Jump Podcast, formerly known as the Budget-Minded Traveler. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. everybody. Welcome back to Jump Podcast. I uh, hope that you're doing well today, wherever you are listening from. We are continuing our series on language learning, and this time we are traveling to Brazil. And the cool part about this is that our guest today is one you've heard on the podcast before. He's traveled all over the place, but this is the first time that he's been in Brazil while we've talked. I'm at least speaking for myself when I say we can't go too long without hearing his amazing accent on this show. So uh, please help me welcome back our very own Hayden, the audio magician, I like to call him, behind the podcast curtain. Uh, he is, of course, my podcast editor for this show, and we love him around these parts. So Hayden, welcome back. I'm always so happy to have you. Man, what an intro. I, I wish know, right? everywhere I go, can you just come with me I will. Just, like, before I, will. I go into a room? I yeah, can, I can do that for you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. We're about to get into all sorts of things, language, Brazil, Portuguese, and more. So before we get too carried away, let's thank our supporting partners for this episode. If you guys haven't checked out Pimsleur yet and you're interested in learning a language, I invite you to do so. Pimsleur is a hands-free language learning app, meaning it works by listening and conversing. So you can take it on the go instead of having to be glued to your screen. Um, you can pick the language that you want to learn and then you sign up for a seven-day free trial to see how it works. And then you become a subscriber for just $14.95 a month after that, which in comparison with other programs is a mega deal when it comes to this kind of tried and true uh, level of language learning. And I can tell you from my own experience, I'm using the Pimsleur German program right now. And it's a totally different approach from uh, what I've used before. And it's definitely helping with my vocab retention and my accent which is probably my favorite part. You guys know that I love accents. Um, and so if you want to join me in learning a new language, go to myjumpoffer.com, which will take you straight to the page with the seven-day free trial offer where you can sign up. And if you do sign up, tell me about it. Let me know which language you're going to learn. Um, I will be excited to celebrate that decision with you. So again, that's myjumpoffer.com to get going with Pimsleur. Literally from wherever you are listening to this, right now. Also, for those of you going abroad for a longer period of time and wondering what to do with your cell phones, specifically your phone number and your cell phone plan at home, check out Tossable Digits. They provide a solution that will help you keep your regular cell phone number even when you go abroad so that you can cancel your service at home, which you won't be using. Um, that way you don't have to worry about paying for an expensive service that you aren't using, but you can still receive texts and phone calls to your regular phone number. 
you can have those texts and calls forwarded to a new SIM card in your destination to, to a new number, essentially, that you get locally. And you only pay for what you use. There are no contracts, so you can cancel anytime. And you can get your first month for only a dollar when you sign up using the link tossabledigits.com slash jump. There's a lot more information on the website that can explain it way better than I can in 60 seconds. Uh, And a live chat if you have questions and want to learn more about this cell phone number magic. So again, that's at tossabledigits.com slash jump. Thank you so much to both Tossable Digits and Pimsler for supporting the show. And thank you for being here and for listening. And all right, let's go back to Brazil. I was just confessing to Hayden that I... Okay, now don't don't go back and do anything tricky on this. But I was just confessing to you that I trust you so much that I don't even listen to, to the shows after I send them to you. I just trust you to like take care of it and make it sound amazing. So thank you, oh, seriously. From everybody listening, thank you for what you do for this show. You are so important here. <laughs> Oh man, well thank you very much, I appreciate that And now I know that you don't listen, I can just add in some things Maybe, (laughs) you know what I mean, change some things around That'd be quite fun, we'll see what happens (laughs) I know, oh my gosh, now I'm asking for it (laughs) Um, So Hayden, last time we talked I think, if I am not mistaken You were on a Harley somewhere in Europe Mm -hmm. I don't even know which country (laughs) you were in Oh man, I was in uh, I was in France, I believe, but I was on the way through France from Andorra to Italy or Monaco. Wait, really? Thing. No, no, no. I think so. It was no? after that. Was I not? Was it after that? Well, oh no, I you're right. You're yeah, right. It we was did Poland. talk then, and then we talked again. You're right. Yeah, I that was, was in Poland. That was for your show. <laughs> yes, remember that's that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, too many countries, too many. You know, too many podcasts. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was Poland. I remember it. Yeah, no, that was a good time. That Poland, was, okay. Oh, that's right. Man. I already feel nostalgic about that year last year, you oh, know? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. What a special journey that was. Yeah, it was fun. 42 <laughs> countries in 42, Europe. 42, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, um, and then you went home to the land of rolling hills and castles, right? For a bit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I went back there and kind of, it's weird actually, because I never, I never really appreciated England, but for some reason in the last year or two, I've really come to, I've really come to appreciate it. You know, like mm. I, I find myself listening to English music, putting on the Smiths and like, you finally love Ed Sheeran? Partridge, you know? uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, wouldn't go that far. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no castle on a hill for you. <laughs> No, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I, don't, I don't know then. I, I think you still have a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to teach me on what being English is. I'll, I'll, I'll oh learn gosh. it, it's fine. <laughs> um, no, it's it's cool that you say that though, because you can develop such an appreciation for your homeland from the outside. And I mean, mm. that is like, I mean, probably one of the first lessons about travel, you know, is that... You start, I mean, that's, I remember when I was 18, when I went to Costa Rica, the thing that probably surprised me the most, because I just wasn't expecting it, was how much I learned about my own country. That Mm -hmm. was, and I mean, actually, by the end of that year, I was absolutely not ready to go home. I did not miss it. (laughs) I did not want to be there. Um, Hence the snowball effect with travel that has kind of, you know, that kickstarted everything. But 
It is very cool what what traveling to foreign places can do for your perspective on home, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's not even like when you say that, it sounds like you go to other countries and think, oh man, I miss this about my country because this is so much worse over here. I don't think it is that. I think it's just... I don't know, man. It becomes, it's like last year or the year before, whenever it was, it becomes nostalgic. If you're away from home for long enough, it becomes almost nostalgic. Mm. Do you know, like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when you can think back and all the bad things about a place or a thing or a person or a relationship or anything, they kind of fade away with time. All the good stuff is left. And that's where nostalgia comes. And you kind of get that about your home country. And then you think, man, kind of want to kind of want to go back there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Definitely happens. I mean, like for example, <laughs> this is this is a funny example, but it's it's very true. Like the food will do that. Mm. But I was going to say like Oreos. Oreos just aren't the same overseas. You can buy Oreos, but they taste like cardboard. Don't buy Oreos <laughs> overseas. Like you've got to eat Oreos at home, you know, and like seeing an Oreo package is like, oh, I remember when those used to be good. <laughs> That's totally yeah, what you're anyway. talking about, right? <laughs> it kind right. of is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you're totally right. Like I'm oh, trying to think of it. There are other examples. No, I'm trying to think of them, but where like it's real like, uh, oh no, man, I think they are real examples. Cause like there's nothing, well, if I right now, so right now I'm in, I'm near Copacabana in a place called Lemi. And if I were to go out and try and source the materials and the, and the food with which to create a Sunday roast, I think I could near enough almost get it, but it wouldn't be right. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be right. So yeah. Well, it's the <laughs> it's same as, no, that's like, I mean, trying to recreate like a real Italian pizza in the United States. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You're not, it's not mm-hmm. happening. It's just not happening. Like you don't have that local flour and like the simple, like fresh organic regional ingredients that you would over that you can't recreate, but that's what makes it so special about traveling to all of these places and doing the thing that you do there. Cause you can only do it there. It's unique for a reason. And it keeps you going there and coming back to there to have those things. Cause you can't recreate them other places, you know, it's like what keeps Absolutely. it special. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've just made me so hungry. So thank you. So tell me what's in a Sunday roast in case you weren't hungry enough. Oh man, don't do this to me. Um, so an English, oh man, an English Sunday roast. Surely, you know, an English Sunday roast. No, am I about to teach you about a Sunday roast? No, I just, just tell off, tell everybody what is, what is in an English Sunday okay. roast? Because I think okay. that it's going to okay. be like gravy, like brown sauce or whatever you call it. And <laughs> just go, just go before I ruin okay, it. Okay. Okay, so the let, all right, let me put it this way. The roast dinner is the king of dinners. The Christmas dinner is the king of roast dinners. This is how this works, right? So the Sunday roast, I can't believe I'm talking about this on a travel podcast. Right, so the Sunday roast, you've got your meat, right? You've got your your chicken, your lamb, your, your beef, something like that. Man, I'm hungry. And then uh, you've got your stuffing. Obviously, you've got your stuff in there. You need <laughs> some Yorkshire puddings there. They're the best bit. They're the best bit. And they act as gravy boats, right? Each one of those Yorkshire puddings, if you haven't had one before, you're missing out. They act as gravy boats. You stick the gravy in them, right? You got your veg on there. You got your roast potatoes. You got your mashed potato if you want two different kinds. If you're middle class, you got your parsnips. First time I had a parsnip, thought it was a roast potato because I'm working class. Bit weird, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a roast dinner. Now I'm very hungry. I'm hungry too. My gosh. No, but that was beautifully English. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Anyway. Oh man. Yeah. So let's, uh, 
Let's get to the, the the topic at hand here. There There is actually a reason that I really wanted to invite you on the show today specifically for the series that we're in. And that's because you, well, you're currently living in Brazil. So apparently you did get tired of Ed Sheeran and now <laughs> you're in Brazil. But tell us about that. Where I know you have a fascination with Brazil, with Portuguese. I knew you spoke Portuguese. I think we've spoken it a little bit with each other and you already speak it. Well, I mean, not like you. Well, okay, we'll get to that. But tell us, like, where did that love come from? What is the story there? Hmm. Good question. I think my first, my first kind of, kind of interaction with Brazil in any form, in any shape, was uh, a girlfriend. She this was in England. This was in Nottingham, and she was from Brazil. And then my first interaction interaction with the language was where her and her her mother would be there, and they would be talking in Portuguese, and I knew they were talking about me. I, I just knew <laughs> they were, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn some of this mm. without them knowing mm. <laughs> and see if they are. Turns out they were talking about me anyway. So your plan worked. <laughs> it, yeah, absolutely. I started. Um, Started kind of picking it up, and then and then I came clean. I said, "Look, you know, I'm learning your language, and uh, and that's where the learning really began. And this is where my number one tip of how to learn a language, this is where it comes from. It is get a girlfriend or boyfriend or, or wife or husband oh of the, that speaks the language mm. that you want to mm -hmm. learn. It is honestly the best way to do it. <laughs> I love it because you are okay. Of all the guys that I've had during this series, I think they've all said that." And so you just true. said it also. It's like, but there's such, such truth to that because there's such a language there that, I mean, a vocab set, like a there's a language there that isn't anywhere in books. It's very colloquial. It's very useful. It's hot. It's cold. Like it's all the emotions and man, it's a quick way to learn. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it first started when um, we were in this apartment and I came back from work one day and she'd, she'd, what's the, what would you say? She'd cut up little pieces, uh, little pieces of paper and stuck them on everything. And it said <gasps> the word of what it is in Portuguese. Yeah. It sinks at pia and then there was baño and mm -hmm. porta, you know, and <laughs> it was all just, so I walked into the apartment and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> everything was Portuguese and Yay. it, man, that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that's that's the more kind of academic side of it. Mm -hmm. The the kind of rem it's almost like the translation of the word. Uh, even though, well, oh, no, even though it's no, not, no, it's not. No, because I mean? no, it's, it's not. Yeah. No, it's using imagery. It's better. It's better. Yeah, In fact, exactly. that is the that's the same approach that some language apps use. That they just show you a picture and they show you and they then they have the word. You know, and that's mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. so helpful because. Uh, you you skip the translate. It's the, the idea is you skip the translation step. Mm, you just know absolutely. it when you see it, and that is super helpful. I mean, I remember words that I learned in German from Rosetta, like the weirdest words um, that have totally stayed with. Like for example, Steckdose. Every German that I tell that I know that word gives me the funniest look because that means electrical outlet. But like, <laughs> isn't that a useful word to know, right? <laughs> but I remember that so well because I've, I see the picture still in my head. And there, I mean, other words that are just like that, that are like from this Rosetta Stone thing that I did. <laughs> but that stuff Absolutely, works. Man. It's a great way totally. to start. 
I think it also goes down to your learning style as well. Like for me, one of the main reasons that that really helped me was because when I, it's a weird kind of almost synesthesia thing, thing, but when I, when I say a word or when I hear a word, I, I can see the, I can see how it's spelt. I see it written. Mm, I don't mm -hmm. see the object. I just see how it's written. So if I, if I know how something's written, then it's a lot easier for me to remember it and for me to see how it is. And that, that's kind of strange sometimes where you hear a word and you you can see it written, but then you look at it written, you go, that is not how I saw it at all. Really mm -hmm. weird, weird feeling. But yeah, that really helped. I am so with you on that, um, which is one of the reasons that French is terrifying. Mm, um, yeah. But languages like Spanish and Portuguese, Italian, well, Portuguese depends on the accent, depends on where you are, Brazil, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but where those languages are amazing because it's the, like when you hear, well, <laughs> I suppose it depends on the accent in the region that you're in. But I was going to say, when you hear a word in Spanish, you know, it's written exactly the way that it sounds like, except for yeah. maybe if I say it, cause I leave out a bunch of letters and whatever. But uh, it, like I said, depends on your region, depends on your accent. <laughs> yeah. But or Cuban Spanish. Um, like. yeah, okay. So we can just scratch <laughs> what I just said, but, but basically <laughs> like, when you write Spanish, if you learn the alphabet really, really well, if you know the alphabet, you can pronounce anything in Spanish. Like there aren't any hidden syllables or secret e o uh, what is e a u x's or <laughs> o u g h's. You know, like everything is the everything is like what you see is what you get. So I love that too. Like the whole visual thing. I want to see it written, but. I'll tell you something interesting and I, I'm sorry, mom, she's probably not going to listen to this, but, um, I, I'm going to use an example. Cause I, I don't even, what was the word? There was some word that I taught her just recently. I said it out loud and she repeated it. And then I wrote it down for her and she said it differently that time. And I was like, no, Ooh. no, say it again, the way that I said it first. And that is where the visual thing will get you because if you aren't familiar with the accents and like the way things should be pronounced, then the visual way will throw you off. And that's where audio is magical because then you're hearing it the way it's meant to be. But I, I'm just with you in that I need to be able to write it as well. And anybody who is learning a language, you really do need to be able to write it as well. Like hearing it isn't good enough because your grammar won't be there. That was what my, my French teacher, oh, she was so frustrated with me because I was so not interested in like learning how to spell all those letters. I'm like, let's just talk, you know, <laughs> like I don't need to know how to write. And she's like, yes, you do. Like everyone needs to know how to write. And I understand, like, she definitely has a point um, to that. Like, what am I, what's going to happen when I get a text message and be like, Oh, that's how that word is spelled. And I just never knew. And how many times have I spelled it wrong or whatever, you know, like you do need to know how well, to. Well, that's totally true. Like, I mean, my, so my ex-girlfriend, her sister, so they moved to the UK when, I mean, her sister would have been, I don't know, six or seven or something. So she hadn't been in a Brazilian school for very long, you know, her younger sister. And so she, uh, cause they, they spoke Portuguese with their mother at home, but to each other, it was English, and to their friends, it was English, they were all English. And so her sister, she had never written Portuguese or really mm. read it before, because they were only just talking it with their mm -hmm. mother, you know? And so she could speak fluent Portuguese, but couldn't couldn't read or write, like, at all, mm -hmm. at all. It was, um, so it was strange when, like, um, when, when I started to learn, then when I came to Brazil and stuff like that, and then I would message her in, uh, in Portuguese, and she would say, man, I, 
I don't read Portuguese. Oh <laughs> I actually would have to say that. Yeah. Know? Very strange. That yeah? is very cool. strange. It actually struck me very, very, so I was very surprised. But the first time that I remember having um, kind of like a lesson in this is when I, when I was living in Costa Rica and I made friends with a whole bunch of people um, who lived in a tiny little beach town. And it didn't really occur to me that these people wouldn't be like really well educated, you know, like everybody speaks Spanish, whatever. But when it came to writing and I'm trying to figure out how I even saw this because we didn't even have phones back then for texting. It was like back in the dark ages, you know, um, <laughs> but I would notice that they would they would switch out the the B's and the V's a lot because in Spanish mm. they sound very similar and they actually didn't know. It's like they actually don't know that it's not spelled that way. It's like, whoa, mm. that's crazy because it's the sound. They're just going off of the sound. And so they use whatever letter comes up, you know, and um, Absolutely, so yeah. yeah, basically like if we're going to educate ourselves, we want to educate, like be educated and, and try and try and put our best foot forward, even when it comes to grammar. Right. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. It's the, it's the thing of like, it's weird because in school, when you think of learning language in school, it's all about, you know, the, the imperfect tense, etc. And then it's, I mean, everyone talks about that with a the language. They say, yeah, I did it in school for however many years and it was all right. But then I went there and I learned it in six months. You know, like that's the common story you hear. It's like, as soon as you're around there and you're surrounded by it and you're using it and stuff like that. But it, I think it's a different style of Obviously, it's a different style of learning, but it's a different, it's a different thing that you're learning. I think, uh, like, totally a different thing. Mm -hmm. Because when you're somewhere and you're using it and stuff, you you do have, like you said, those colloquialisms. You have the slang, and you you have the ability to talk and the ability to communicate. And is that fluency, or with the other one, you have the grammar? You mm. know that if you're using the imperfect, you put the verb in its, mm. you know, ten that tense to the end of the sentence and all that. And you might mm -hmm. do that naturally if you learn it while you're in the country, but you might not. So which one is more fluent if you were to put them against each other? You know, it's, it's really odd, man. That is such an interesting question. And I, oh man, I love this question. <laughs> I'm like, brain is on it. It's like, I can see the gears turning in my own head right now. And I'm coming <laughs> back to, um, actually there was a girl in my study abroad program who grew up with a span, like around in the States, but around like a Spanish speaking family. And so she was I, I, if I can remember correctly, she was pretty fluent in Spanish, but she couldn't write or read. Like she didn't have mm. any of the grammar because she never learned it like properly. Um, she could only speak. And I mean, I was leagues ahead of her academically. And I think, I, you know what? I think if I remember correctly, like I was better at communicating than she was as well, which is interesting because I had the grammar mm. background, like we were complete opposites. And this was my first semester in Costa Rica, you know, like when I was still not fluent yet, when I was just learning. And it was just like interesting to watch her stumble because she was only used to what her family spoke and it didn't really fly where we were. So, mm. so that's, I don't know. I like your question. It's like, my brain is just like eating it up right now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> I think it must be it's a combination. A I think if you want to be well-rounded with it, it's got to be a combination of the fluent conversation and the grammar. Yeah, really. I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're right. And it's that thing of with the grammar as well. 
you eventually find out when you if say for example oh, come on start and finish a sentence shall we uh if you if you learn a language <laughs> in school right and then you then you go to a place and you start speaking it you soon find out that 50 percent of the rules that you've learned are actually broken all of the time yes <laughs> you know? true also. that happens an yeah. awful lot you know what else i find is that when you learn those things um this this was also kind of one of the, the like a surprising lesson for me when i was first in costa rica but it's like you you learn one way to say something, but if you think about the way we talk, there are so many ways to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you learned doesn't it doesn't have to be exactly that. You can take the liberty, take the challenge maybe to try it a different way, to use something else, to say something. Like this is I mean, in English, we often will call that poetry, you know, because it's like going outside the norm. I mean, that's like an extreme example. But like when something is just expressed differently, you know, and I love to do that with English, like just play with words and just say things differently because it works and it makes sense. But it's not the run of the mill, like same 30 words that you use every day, you know, Um, and so getting creative with it. But you, the point is, there isn't really one specifically right way to say any given thing like you can go around you can do different you can use different ways and so I think when you get to a level like that too is especially when you've uh, achieved some sort of fluency um, because you're not just going by the book you're not just going by the exact text you know of of what you learned it's like you're able to put some creative uh, expression in there of of how you would say it and and it still works you know it totally works yeah Totally. And that, that. that reminds me of, um, you know, Russell Brand from England, the comedian. See, yes. Yeah. Well, um, he, I mean, he's got an extensive vocabulary. It's insane. Mm. And what he does or what he did, I don't know whether he still does, is every day he would open the dictionary and he would, or a thesaurus or whatever he used, and he would find a word. And that would be his word of the day. Mm. It would be most likely a thesaurus that he used. And then he'd find that word. And then over the course of the day, he would have to use it 10 times. He would have to try and find places in which to, to use it. And then he would do this every single day. His vocabulary is insane now. He would say a word and it would oh man, it would mean more of what he meant to say than the word he would have originally used. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like more descriptive, Mm. but he never even knew the word. And I find that this is, it's a good thing to do in English, but also it's probably a very good thing to do in your second or third or fourth language, you know? And then just, you know, increase the vocab that Mm -hmm. way through a thesaurus rather than Mm -hmm. a dictionary. It's like a different way to do it. Yeah, I will be forever grateful to my um, my host dad in Costa Rica because he used to, he loved to teach me. He loved, and I mm. loved to learn. Like we would do vocab <laughs> games, games and I thought it was fun. You know, like, like that's the, <laughs> yes, that's, that's me. Um, but he would teach me using uh, crosswords, like crossword puzzles, because oh, if, you think, if you think about crossword puzzles, it's often a thesaurus almost. It's like you have to come up with different words for the same thing. And so he would do that with me. Like he would work on crosswords with me, which was so cool because I'm like, I mean, even in English, a lot of people think crosswords are hard because you have to have a decently big vocabulary, I guess, to do them. Or maybe you just have to know things, whatever. They are hard. Um, But the point is they do use a lot of like synonyms. Um, and so mm. learning synonyms in a foreign language is a fabulous way to, I guess, uh, expand that exact thing that I was just talking about is like, there's more than one way to say, you know, something. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, yeah, I think it's great in, in your own language or in your second language or, yeah. or whatever. I think it's a really good thing to do. It's, uh, man, have you ever just stopped and thought like how strange languages are? Like it's oh just gosh. noises that we <laughs> make. I know. It's so <laughs> it's funny. It's so odd. <laughs> we just form things that make sense to each other. And like, well, I mean, you really hear that when you, when you can listen to a language that you don't know a word, a single word, of, yeah. you know, and it's like, what are you doing with your mouth? And like the, the rate at which you are speaking to each other is, uh, is just fast. You know, it's like, whoa. Oh man. Totally. Worse. Have you ever seen that? You ever seen that video of what English looks like to, what is it? What English looks like to non-English speakers? Or sounds like uh, yeah, like well, I've heard like a gibberish. Have have you yeah. seen that one? The girl who does yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the different. It is so cool. Yeah, man. There's a video of like um, some uh, some bloke and like some girl mm. and they're chatting and they do it in a bunch of different languages. But the, the English one, it's so strange because it sounds. It's like yeah, that that definitely sounds like English, but I don't know what they're saying. But it's gibberish. <laughs> like it's yeah. so, so That's odd, exactly man. what it is. It's like, I, you could probably Google YouTube it or whatever. It's like gibberish in a bunch of mm. languages. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating when it gets to the English one, because the other ones could like, for all we know, they could be real words in, in real languages. And it's like they are real words, but they, they're, they're put together in weird ways that don't make sense. And it's like, it's fascinating yeah and she does it like completely flawlessly accented like with no with no accent it's so cool yeah man oh man accent is the other thing that i always think about so this is something i think about uh, with languages right so when you hear someone when you hear someone not from england or us or something like that and they're and they're speaking english right then sometimes you can pinpoint as to where they might be from. You know, maybe they have a little bit of a Spanish twinge on their English or something like that, mm -hmm. right? So I always try and think about that with my Portuguese. I want to sound as much like I'm from Rio yes. as possible, yeah, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Like, and I always wonder to myself that same thing. Like, am I, am I sounding like a gringo speaking Portuguese or am I sounding a little more authentic? And that's always, that's always my goal. But the kind of <laughs> the hard thing about that was when I first learned Portuguese, uh, it was with, like I said, my ex-girlfriend and she was from the countryside of Sao Paulo. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> the accent there is very different to mm. it's it's akin to learning English with like a Liverpool accent, sounding like John <laughs> Lennon or something, you know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. so a lot of the words are completely different. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like retaught myself in a completely new accent, which is still ongoing because sometimes yeah. I forget. But No, that's I mean, that's definitely been a topic of conversation in this recent series because accent is huge. Um, and I mean, like I used to have a very, very Costa Rican accent. And mm. I don't anymore. Like I do a little bit, but I also have like mix of other things. And that's what happens when you live in different places and it's the same language. Like even there are different words. And I mean, everything changes when you cross borders or towns. <laughs> it doesn't take <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, it really doesn't take much, especially in a lot of the more rural places, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So did you ever take lessons in Portuguese classes? No, really? no. So the, yeah. So <laughs> the way I learned was, um, firstly from the ex-girlfriend, like I said, and that was more, that kind of had a ceiling because there's only so many things that you do talk about in your life with your girlfriend. You know what I mean? There's only so many things that you cover. And like, so that had a ceiling, you know, and it was just one person talking to another person, right? You can cover a lot, but it does have a ceiling. 
Uh, and then after that, what happened then? What did I do then? I did a little bit of, I'll tell you what, I did a little bit of Rosetta Stone, which uh, I think was good, if not a little slow for me, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just a little, you know, I'm a little impatient. Like I'd already got it and, you know, because yeah. I, I, I like to learn with like mnemonic devices and stuff like that. And so I'd already kind of got it and then it would go over it about five more times, you know? Mm -hmm. So I did that a little bit. And then after that, what did I do then? There was a little bit of... There is a, a wonderful kind of online, uh, I guess it's a course or a class. Uh, it's called Semantica. Uh, mm -hmm. It's Semantica. I think it's semantica-portuguese.com, I mm. think. And it really is good. It's one of the best things. They should do it in every single language because mm. it really is good. So it's in three parts, right? The first is this bloke and this girl, they're just sitting there and then they, they say a sentence and then he, you know, they, he replies and then they say it again. And then you kind of realize what they're saying, right? And then, and then the second bit is a little bit of a novella. It's like a little, it's like a, a minute long of a soap opera, right? Uh, and they will use these phrases that came up in the first bit, right? Mm. And then there's all this other extraneous dialogue that you don't yet understand, right? And then the third bit is a different bloke and a different girl. And they're chatting about what they saw. And, oh, he used this word. Why did he use this word and not that word that we learned previously? Why is that, you know? And then you learn kind of the more grammar and stuff like that. So it's mm. all in one. It is super good. Honestly, it's so good. That's interesting. So, yeah, I'd Man, recommend that. There are so many approaches. There are so mm. many ways. And you probably did totally. that from where? Um, I don't I mean, know England, I like know. you All weren't world, really. you weren't in Brazil though, right? Exactly. That's no, my yeah, point. it wasn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it was good because it had the it had all aspects. It had the vocab mm. at the start. It had the the hearing people speak in like natural ways of speaking and stuff in the middle, and then it had the explanation and the more grammar and stuff like that at the end. It it hit all the bases really. Mm -hmm. I, I really would recommend. Man, why aren't they sponsoring this episode? It, I would <laughs> totally recommend that. <laughs> that happens a lot on the show. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, that's... but yeah, after that though, like. Um, what did I do after that? Uh, then it was, just, oh, tell you what all is also good, and this is good for any language, uh, was the mixer. I think it's language-something.com. That was the least helpful advice. Wow, that was really great. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Putting so, that one on the show notes page. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, uh, <laughs> but if you just search the mixer with two X's, the mixer, two X's, then you'll find it. And basically you put in I speak English. I want to learn Spanish, Portuguese, German, whatever. Yeah. And then you can then match with people that speak German oh. and want to learn English, you know? Yeah. And then you can either do it via Skype, which a lot of people do, or you just get their number, go on WhatsApp and just, I did that for for quite, oh, it's funny actually, I did that for a bit. And um, I was talking to this girl on WhatsApp for maybe a year, a year and a half, just every day, just send a little voice note through and just, you'd have to kind of figure out what it means cool. at first and then you you know mm -hmm. and it gets you it gets you having to use new words in order to respond and then it's using your voice as well and then after a year and a half I went to Brazil and then I met up with her and it was like this is so strange I've been talking to <laughs> you for a so year and a cool. half <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> but yeah I'd recommend that as well and then when you met her were you able to speak with her in Portuguese Absolutely. Yeah. See, she didn't speak any English as well. Oh. <laughs> so, so that was kind of, yeah, over the, over the year and a half, like mm -hmm. she'd learned, she'd learned a bit, but like, uh, it, we mainly spoke in Portuguese. I think she, I, I don't know. I think she, she kind of wanted a friend more than to learn English, which <laughs> sounds a bit sad now that I say it out loud. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah. So 
Have, yeah. Did you live in Brazil before? Uh, no, I was here for, how long was I here for? Oh man, I, the time is such a hard thing to track. <laughs> um, I was here for maybe a few months or okay. six months or something like that. I, I mean, that's quite a lot of time, but were you traveling around? Yeah, yeah, down here in Rio and down here in the south and then up in the north in San Luis, uh, up in Maranhão, <laughs> Maranhenses, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, up there's nice. And just hearing all the accents, man, the first time I heard a uh, accent from up north, oh boy, it's so good, man. I love that accent. I don't man. know and if I the, necessarily could, I don't know that. I learned in the south, so. Ah, uh, yeah. So, okay. All right. So in Sao Paulo, so. The, the, uh, what's the word? The accent that I first learned was the interior, just in Paulo. Yeah. So that is like, if you were to say, I'm just looking around trying to think of things to say. So the door, the door would be a porta with a very Ooh, hard R. really? A porta, yeah, very hard R. And then here <laughs> in Rio, a porta, you know? Porta. porta. That's more French the, almost. Yeah, it sounds it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, porta. And then there's like, obviously the, uh, there is a word for it, but I can't remember what it is, but it's making an SH out of some of the S's, you know, like I'm trying to think if there's anything. I'm um, just trying to look around to see words that I can say using S's. But Well, like, I can like Lagos is a place in Portugal, but exactly. that that is one accent that, or that's, yeah, one pronunciation that does transfer across the Portuguese and Brazilian Portuguese. Mm -hmm. if, if that uh, makes only sense. Rio though. Well, no. Rio and some other places. Not necessarily like 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 in the south when in Florianopolis. Well, oh yeah, they will. That's true. Oh, no, there's it other places like necessarily there. At least not. I on think that it's name, it's quite but... like hit and miss. Like in the mm -hmm. north, you'll get some that do, some that don't. You know, it's like I don't know. I don't know how it's distributed. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. But... That's. I mean, that's getting into accents. What about? <laughs> I remember. So when I lived, when I before I went to Brazil, I had like the address for my house and everything, and the street name. I was way off in the pronunciation. I'm going to say it for you because you'll know exactly how it sounds, uh, how it's spelled. But you can imagine coming from Spanish what I thought it was before. Uh, I lived on Cojego Grande. Okay. <laughs> which has okay. a double R. Did you hear that? Uh -huh. No. I mean, like, I unless yeah, well. you know. Cojego Grande. Yeah. And it, so I was calling and it before I went. As well. Yeah, exactly. It was, it looked to me like Corrego Grande. But in, in this Brazilian, <laughs> like Portuguese, it's pronounced Correga Grande. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's good pronunciation. I Thanks. Like that. I'm telling you, I did. <laughs> I was like fluent in Portuguese once upon a time. It was 11 years ago. Can you imagine that? Oh, man. 11. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 11. Nice. But I could still, I can still do it. I can. And when you speak to me, like you, the general you in Portuguese, especially Brazilian Portuguese. I, it's harder with Portugal Portuguese because it's, it's a, sh I, I feel like it's a sharper accent. It's like uh, edg oh, totally. edgier. I don't even know if that makes sense for an accent, but. Um, <laughs> it's more staccato. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Brazilian Portuguese, it's way easier for me to just follow along and understand everything. And then when I respond to you, I'll probably be like, we oui. <laughs> like, oh, damn it. I've just learned French totally. recently. Like, oh, it's hard to. <laughs> Man, I get that all the time. Mm -hmm. And if anyone, if it, like, with that, if anyone wants to learn Portuguese, don't learn Portugal Portuguese, right? First off, because it's <laughs> hard, right? <laughs> I would say learn Portugal, uh, Portugal, Portuguese from Brazil, but from Bahia up in the north, mm. right? Because they, it's basically the same, but a lot slower. It's just oh. the same, but everyone sounds like they're just kind of singing a little Ooh. bit. Let's say, 
ah, rua Correia Grande, né? It's ah. like, oh, it's the best. Ah, mesmo? Ah, não, tão cheio, gostoso, cara. It's proper, oh, it's so good, man. There you just said one, gostoso. But é isso. there you go, with the, isso, with the, ah, with sorry. the esh, uh, I'm thinking in Portuguese now. No, it totally, that's, that's, that, that crosses over. In Spanish, we have eso, ah, eso, si. Oh, eso. really? <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Same thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. And that's another thing. The, the whole thinking in uh, language, like I always try and explain it, like crossing over from language oh, to language yeah. is so, mm -hmm. for me at least, so difficult to do, man. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm working all day and I work with podcasts, obviously, so I'm, I'm here in English all day. Mm -hmm. And then someone turns up, uh, you know, here in Brazil and I have to speak to him. I go, uh, okay, hold on. Give me one second. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Totally like, no. Really relate. I call that the deer in headlights. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man. uh, blink, blink. You're like, yeah, it's not <laughs> happening. No, I, yeah, just um, buffering. there was at the end of my month in Brazil in back in 2008, I had, uh, quite a massive dilemma come up and I was going to be stuck in the country. There were, and this is like before cell phones before wi-fi like before all the easy stuff that would make this situation wholly hundreds of times better today it was before all of that and so um i'm having to deal with this very rather large problem totally on my own in the sao paulo airport and no one speaks english like this was just so 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 like there was nothing that could help me. I had to, I remember talking to the woman behind the counter for one of the flights, my flight to Santa, Santa Cruz, I think I was going, Santa Cruz, Bolivia is where I was heading. And I had to, I had to cancel that flight. Like it was like a massive problem that I was dealing with. Um, any of you guys who have taken my course, my online course, you've heard this story. I told it um, on video in that story. It's like a huge, <laughs> huge story, but <laughs> I'm standing at the counter rattling off Portuguese to this woman, like so grateful for my ability to speak, like to learn languages at this point. Cause this was like dire straits. Like I, it was like an emergency and I'm talking to this woman and I'm, I'm, I asked her at one point, I was like, I was exhausted. My brain was exhausted. And I said, I asked her in Portuguese, I said, do you speak English? And she's like, no, but I'm understanding you just fine. Like, keep going. And so <laughs> I kept going. And then like five seconds later, she goes, she interrupts me and she says, well, I speak Spanish. And I <laughs> stared at her and nothing came out at all. Like, I speak Spanish fluently, like very well, like way better than I've ever spoken Portuguese. And in that moment, I couldn't even think of a single word in Spanish. It was like, impossible. I almost said that with, an, with a V. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, I could hear it. I could hear it. <laughs> Portuguese, by the way, um, to, to switch. And that was where it was like out of body for me. It was like, I stood next to myself, watching myself speak this language that I had been speaking for less than a month, just like floored that that just happened, that I couldn't even speak Spanish in the moment. But it shows how difficult it is to, to have your brain switch. That's why like mm. in the last episode with um french matthew and i were talking about our french experience and we couldn't switch it to talk to each other on front in french on the show like we couldn't do it because like we didn't have a well enough handle you know on it had we been in france it would have been so easy because we were both super used to it 
But and like, I bet you could do it with me and I could probably respond to you right now. Like in Portuguese, like we could have a conversation because you're there. Mm. It would probably mm-hmm. work. Um, but when you remove yourself from that or like if you're too far in it, it's like it is so hard to switch. It is such a thing. It's like the struggle is real. Big time. It really is, man. Should we try to to speak some Portuguese for the benefits of our beautiful listeners here? I mean, I know Absolutely. you can speak to me and we'll see if I can pull it together to to speak back to you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's that thing of when I was in Spain, uh, if I could, because obviously I don't speak Spanish, but I would speak Portuguese, they would speak Spanish. It'd be mm-hmm. kind of all right, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, totally. So there's, there's always that to fall back on. That's what's good about uh, Spanish and Portuguese as well. Oh Love man, they are so... That's the thing. When I was in Brazil, I learned one thing above all is that as long as I always speak Spanish, I will always be able to speak Portuguese because they are that similar. And I think I have an advantage because I was not a native speaker of either. Um, And I think that is a massive advantage. I've had to learn both of them. And so I understand the differences and the similarities. And basically, I feel like Portuguese is Spanish with like different accents and different words thrown in here and there. It really is like so similar. It's amazing, which is why I was able to, I think, uh, what's the word? Carry myself, not that. I was able to explain, express myself so well like when it really came down to it and even in any conversation not just the one at the airport but in any conversation it's like i could basically just speak spanish and then knowing enough about the portuguese language was like okay i know how to twist that i'm gonna try this word and see if it works and like 50 percent of the time it does you know it's like the same word and if not they'll teach you and you'll just get it right so absolutely that happens a lot especially with like those words that ends with like shun and stuff like that you always know like even if you've never heard it or read it or seen it oh, or yeah. anything like that you can probably guess mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. totally like there are similarities it. right between endings like once you figure out those things and like you can kind of oh, figure absolutely. out how to like what that might be in portuguese and then you're right <laughs> i love when that happens <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, it's the best. Yeah, when you hit one, it's the best. Então, vamos, uh, vamos falar. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the good thing about that is that's the same in, that's the same in every language. Okay. We. Okay. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Então, uh, por, que, por que você fala português? Um, Porque namorado, né? Namorado, né? Nam- <laughs> no, para mim, não. <laughs> um, eu falo português. Porque, ui, mm, that was Italian. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Eu morava por um mês em Brasil, ah. mas faz muito tempo que não falo nada de português. <laughs> nada, Isso. nada. Um. Isso. É, é, qual cidade? Onde? Hmm? Qual cidade? São Paulo, Florianópolis. Florianópolis. Ah, tá. E o que, uh, que, que você acha? De, de que? É <laughs> a cidade, Florianópolis. Yeah. Acho que é muito bonito, né? É muito ah, bonito. Desculpa. Tô... <laughs> é, cheio, cheio de praia. Praia? Praia, né? Cheio de praia. <laughs> Full of beaches. <laughs> Isso, isso. I Mas... probably sound adorable right now. This is embarrassing. <laughs> you do. 
But I can do it. You know, it's like, oh man, I know these words. They're in there somewhere. I I know that my accent's changed a bit. I can hear it. It's like, I have a bit, it's a bit more Spanish. Actually, since I learned French, I noticed that when, like, when you said porta, like to me, that sounds French. And that was not how, like we said porta, at least that's Ah. how I remember it in the South. And so it was, or I couldn't do the French back then. And so maybe it was, I don't know, but that. I find myself using that French R, which is like, wait, what am I doing? Like, why am I putting that in there? It's like really weird, but it's because it's recent in my mind, you know? Mm, um, you also, man, you speak pretty fast. I think we spoke I, I know, I'm sorry. Like the last thing I said was, was I'm going to speak more slowly because I realized that I was. Because uh, And this has happened recently. Like this has happened recently. So before my accent was like loads better, right? Loads better. Uh-huh. But well, you just got back. I, I mean, give yourself some time. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it is that, but it's, it's kind of, so I'm trying now to, uh, it's odd. I'm kind of, I'm kind of messing myself up because I'm trying to speak not faster, but like more colloquial in a way. And like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to use different words. I'm trying to guess words. And then sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say. And then I just try something and there's all these things. And because of that, and because there's a little bit of thought involved, my accent kind of goes out the window a bit, you know, it's, it's a bit weird. Cause I'm mm-hmm. thinking, well, maybe this word could go here and then that would mean that. I don't know if it does, but I'll give it a go. And mm-hmm. then as soon as I do that, the accent's in the back of my head. It doesn't, it's yeah. not even there anymore. You know what which I mean? Which is especially, yeah, I totally get it. And especially with Brazilian Portuguese, which sounds like a song. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's so tonal, like up and down. And like, I mean, yes. you can say like, um, oh my gosh, like any, I mean, really, like anything. Let's just give a simple sentence, like. Um, então, então, vamos falar muito tanta. mais devagar. Tanta bom. Devagar, né? Devagar uh, para você. <laughs> but everything is alto e baixo e isso como a música, né? Ah, desculpa, desculpa. No, Mas devagar. It's <laughs> so interesting hearing you because you are even less like. I think you're a little less sing-songy than like how I remember the accent being in the South. And it could be just because it was the South, you know, like I don't know other parts of Brazil. I I have not been there, but it's like Mm. everything was like um, just up and down. And like, as long as you make it sound like you're singing it, it's like, like with passion, like, yeah, yeah, that's That's exactly it's like, yeah, yeah, man. It's that thing of like, people say, if you, if you want to sound authentic in the language and I, I'm, I, I don't think that I'm that good at this because it's, it's a little, it comes a little bit difficult uh, for me, but like, it's like, you have to, if you were to do an impression of someone speaking English, but they're from Brazil, like if you were to do that, but speaking Portuguese, they say that that's like the way to do it. And that totally makes mm, sense mm-hmm. because you still have the rhythm of it. And I mean, admittedly, I don't, I don't have that. Well, ah, I've, I've remembered what I was going to say. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. See, the people listening now won't know the part that we edited out where I couldn't remember what I was going to say. Story. Tell but the now story. I have. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I came to uh, Brazil, I think it was the first time, right? And uh, I met up with this uh, with this girl that was a friend of a friend. And it was, I mean, my Portuguese wasn't so good, wasn't so good back then. And so I was speaking bits now and then, but I was just thankful that she spoke English, you know, and Mm. we spoke English quite a bit. And then every now and then we'd do some Portuguese, right? And then one night we went out and we, we had a few drinks and we had a few more and then a few more. And so we got, we got hammered, really. We got pretty, we got pretty buzzed, right? And uh, Which helps with that language. 
Well, that's the thing. Uh, in the uh, in the Uber back, uh, it, I was it was just completely fluent. It was ridiculous, mm. and like mm. I didn't even realize. And then we got back, and she said, "Do you realize you've been speaking Portuguese like pretty well for the past I don't know half an yes. hour to an hour?" Yes. Like I'm like, yes. "Oh no, my brain is out to get me." Oh, like, it's so amazing. <laughs> you know, it's I, the best, man. Yeah, I remember I had that moment too when I was uh, in Brazil, and it was the same thing. Like we had been out to a samba concert mm. i think and then we were all like hanging out on the street just like outside of a bar that we were probably dancing in and then we were just outside until like i don't know like 2 a.m or something and whoever i was talking to just was not an english speaker and mm -hmm. it was like hours and i just I, it's like that was the first time i realized like whoa i am like this is working I'm, this is actually happening. Like I'm in Brazil right now, having a conversation, like a full, like lots, long, long conversations, all in Portuguese. Man, it's so yeah, man. cool when it clicks, yeah, like man. when it works. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I, I mean, I always think back to that and I think it was, I mean, for me, I think it was the alcohol that kind of loosened that my brain up. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I, I always think about why that is. And I think it's because... I think it's what stops what's or what would stop me from saying something is the worry that it would be wrong. That's and always the thing that stops anyone, you know. Mm -hmm. And yep. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, but then if you take that away, then yep. you're fine. And then you end up saying eighty percent of the stuff right, I and know. that is literally all it is. You that know is what? all it is. <laughs> that is such a good example because this is not the first time that we've talked about like putting your pride aside just in this series. Like mm. it's one of those things. Like you just have to kind of put your shame aside and just put yourself out there. Um, and that's a really, really, really good example that I think a lot of people could relate to is like, and I'm not, we're not necessarily going to condone, you know, going out and just drinking all the time, but like you understand what happens when that kind of layer of like embarrassment is gone and you just like are a little bit more free to talk. And that is what we should be doing when we're speaking other languages. Like if you can remove that layer, which is why alcohol helps. That's totally, <laughs> you nailed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. E as pessoas, <laughs> ah, então, vou falar mais devagar, mais devagar. Então, então, as pessoas, é, né? As pessoas que... <laughs> As pessoas, é acho que é tão, tão difícil, tão difícil para falar. Oh, nossa, tão difícil para falar mais devagar. Rápido é muito isso. Rápido é mais fácil. Não sei por quê. É estranho, né? É estranho. É então. porque para mim é como como espanhol, espanhol. É isso. fácil, é fácil ah, entender. Tá. Eh, entender é sotaque espanhol, né? Ah, ok. <risos> isso, isso. Ok, that's, that's without alcohol. <risos> that's good, that's good. Ah, oh, man. man. It would take me just a couple days. I mean, yeah, the first absolutely. time I went, I learned within like a week. Yeah, exactly. Really, I mean, like this is, I, yeah. Yeah. This it is difficult, just, like for me, and I'm I'm in yeah. Brazil, but mm -hmm. switching from yeah. English to Portuguese. I mean, for yeah. you, you probably haven't spoken it in a long time, so oh, it's like it's so can't long. imagine how difficult it is. The other day, I met a Brazilian, and he said, 
He said, você lembra falar português? And I was like, oui. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. But really, like, yes, like I, I can remember. I know it's in there. Like the thing, the cool thing about this, and I will say this for the benefit of the listeners too, is the reason why I can still bring it back after it was only one month, one month mm-hmm. of my life that I spent studying that language That's it. Nothing before, nothing since, really. Like it was one month, but it was because of the way that I did it is because I lived there. I lived with a local who didn't speak any English. I went to a small language school where there were, I was the only American for those weeks. And so I wasn't, um, I mean, North American, like English speaking Mm. American, because there was actually a uh, Quebecois there, but he preferred French. And so, you know, like even the straight, the strangers, that is total miscognate (laughs) or, you know what I mean? Yep. 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 That was Italian. (laughs) Come on. Um, What's the word in English? Uh, Foreigners. Foreign hearse. Foreign. (laughs) Foreign hearse. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Where was I even? Something the about foreigners weren't even English speakers. That's where mm. I was going with that. And so it's like, because of the environment I put myself in, I was just forced to speak so much Portuguese that it just like came out. It just happened, you know? Man, and that's it's... why I remember it is because I did use it quite enough every day, even though it was only a month. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And this it's that thing of, if you get dropped off in the woods with a bow and arrow and you can't find any food, you're going to come out of there knowing how to hunt. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. if, you, if no one there speaks English, you're going to have to speak, but you're going to have to try. You're going to have to mm. try. And that's what it is. That gets you. I think it's all about getting you out of that, not wanting to make a fool out of yourself or say the wrong thing thing, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Just, if no one speaks yeah. English, you, you have to do it. <laughs> Your back's up against the wall. You got to figure it out. Yep. You know, what's funny, even just listening to you right now and like having this conversation, I remembered something in Portuguese that I just did wrong. And, um, you know, when you like, at least where I was in, in Florianopolis, I assume this is Brazilian Portuguese or maybe all of it. But when you ask, um, like, do you speak Portuguese? The Mm. answer isn't yes. The answer Mm -hmm. is I speak. It's follow. Yeah. yeah. And like exactly. that just came back to me. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said si or even we, oui. you know, I should have said follow. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I just did it. I said, eh, like <laughs> instead of like, you know, but that was, that was the response I had was like, you said something and I was, I was agreeing with you and I was saying, yeah. eh, like, yeah, that's it. That is it. Yeah. Not yes. It's like, it is, is the, is the word I exactly. was using. Like, exactly. Oh my yeah, gosh. man. That's, Weird. that's one of the things that like when I came to Brazil the first time, that was one of the things I was told. Look, if you say, if you say sim to something, to a question, mm. people will know you're foreign. I mean, obviously yeah. you look foreign, you're white as a ghost, you're haunting Rio. <laughs> well, but like, aside from in that, Brazil, people look like everything. But yeah, to your point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of like that because you know why I like that? And it's a bit weird, but I like that when, when someone says, you know, uh, se fala portugues and I say falo, I don't falo. say sim, I say falo. falo. And mm-hmm. when I say that, I get this this kind of feeling of, yeah, I said yeah. the right thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. man. It kind of intrigues me again to, you know, I have not been back to Brazil since. I thought it was kind of a tra, oh, not kind of. That was a traumatizing event that, that like kind mm. of got me out of Brazil in the end. And I, After that, I swore I was never going to travel alone ever again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nice. we all know how that turned out. But yeah, uh, it was like kind of a big deal. And I haven't been back to Brazil since then. I should uh, no definitely give it another então, shot. Yeah. Tenho um então, apartamento. 
no Leme, uhum. tem praia, tem praia aqui. Você vem pra cá, vem pra cá. Obrigada. Maybe I will. Aí, chefe, Oh, man. Hayden, all right. It's been an hour. So, no, really, has it? No way. Yeah. Oh, man, I've been pacing this entire time. I really want to check how many steps I've done. But anyway. That's why we turned off the video because I would be <laughs> sick if I was watching you pace that room this whole time. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, how about this? One, one, or however many come to your mind, piece of advice for people wanting to learn a foreign language. What do you give them? Uh, you mean aside from get drunk all the time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid that one. Right, okay, got it. <laughs> um, oh, man, see, the one I want to say, which I'm sure a lot of other people have said, is get a girlfriend that speaks that language. That's what you said at the beginning. That's right. Honestly, that is that is the thing. That Because with that, there's the other do. thing. Sorry? <laughs> it's hard to do. No, <laughs> it's like, not. like come by these people. Of course you do. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, <laughs> now, what, the, another good thing Mexico girlfriend did was uh, there was we would we would only be allowed to speak in Portuguese. That was the thing. There was like a it was as if she didn't speak English. She would say no, only Portuguese, and I would mm. I would not know the word, and I would say I, I remember when I learned the word for um, for table. Right, this was I mean uh, the first few days, you know. When I learned, mm. no, it was uh, no, it was learn the word for chair. That was it. I knew the word for table. Meza, you know, and mm -hmm. I didn't know Meza. the word for chair, but I wanted to say, <laughs> I wanted to say chair, right? And so I had to say, I had to say, uma mesa mais, oh no, it was a different accent back then, uma mesa mais, mais uh, pequeno, you know, I, trying to, I had the wrong, you know, pra, mesa pequeno, different genders la, and what, everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uma mesa para bunda, mesa para bunda, né? <laughs> Just set a table for your ass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something like that, right? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this the is the thing. Mm -hmm. See, when there's no English on offer, you have to think of these things and then it gets you thinking of more words. You, mm. you, suddenly exactly. I created a sentence. I created, mm -hmm. I mean, admittedly, the sentence was uh, <laughs> table, but small. And then it, one of them was the wrong gender. And then, I mean, it was a terrible sentence, yeah. but it was a sentence nonetheless, you know. And you're forced to use yeah. your words and... Yeah, and it makes you think of other ways to describe things. That's really good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. The hard so, part is finding the person to to hmm. date. You ah, know, like that. This is this is where it doesn't have to be dating. This is where the mixer comes in. I would there say this would be my advice: go on the mixer, M I W X E R, and. Uh, And, and do that exact same thing. Do voice messages on WhatsApp. I know a lot of uh, North Americans don't do WhatsApp, but you should. But you should. And, uh, yeah, you definitely should. And uh, yeah, go on WhatsApp and voice message back and forth all day long. Talk about anything. Learn about the culture. Do all this. Oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah, and make it so that one week it's only English. One week it's only whatever language you're learning. And then you just flip. Next week is that. Next week is that. Mm -hmm. Both of you are learning. You're helping. Oh, beautiful, man. No, beautiful. that's really cool. That's good advice, too. And you can do it from anywhere. Exactly. Uh, yep. Cool. Nice. Nice. All right, Hayden. Um, thank you for your sharing your wisdom, <laughs> your <laughs> stories and advice around language. It's something obviously both of us are very passionate about. I love it. I love talking mm -hmm. about it. 
Man, um, uh, I, I can't get enough of it. Even the English yeah. guy, man, even now I can't mm -hmm. stop myself from talking. I think the coffee's kicking in as well. But I can't, Isn't I can't always, what, I think, I don't know if we've ever had a podcast episode with you where you haven't said that at the end of the show. It, I always think, this is what, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'm always doing something. I look at the time and go, oh no, I'm getting on that interview soon. So I down a coffee, hoping that it'll kick in <laughs> fast. It doesn't. And then halfway through it does. That's what yeah, happens. Yeah, I think that's exactly what you do. <laughs> but man, I love it. Like accents, mm. like I, I could listen to like the Welsh accent for days. I, just accents. I love accents. Mm. I love language. And like the uh, the girl that I'm seeing at the moment, probably girlfriend, let's say, um, she she has an accent from, she's from the north. She's from Hesifi. And the first mm. time she said words like, um, oh man, so they their Ds are actually Ds, not Gs, you know? Like, oh, you know, it's like mm -hmm. Vedad, like the you know? Portuguese. Yeah, exactly. She says, uh, ah, Vedad. I'm like, oh, oh. that's kind of cool. Mm. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's the best. So, um, there we go. I think some of my favorite words that I took from Brazil were longineki. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know oh, what man. that is? Man, you know they what? are the best. <laughs> okay, longineki, which is a bottle. Literally, yeah. it's like a bottle of beer. They call it a long neck. And they, yeah, but they call it longineki. And then the other one is lapi toppy. <laughs> lapi toppy is one of my favorites. There's also like, lapi uh, man, there's YouTubey, facey bookie. Uh, <laughs> honestly, there's so much. I love facey bookie. It's the I best. Love it. <laughs> See, the, I, this is for me, it was like, oh no, I guess we'd maybe had Facebook, but it was early. So facey yeah, bookie yeah. is Facey hilarious. bookie, man. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna but get man. a longy necky and check out Facey Bookie on my lappy toppy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some YouTube. -y. But yeah, it's so yes. good, man. I love that. Oh, that's man. So, oh, for Words, sale. man. Word. And like even, man, the, some of the Portuguese as well, like the word for attitude for a long time was my favorite word just because of the rhythm of it, man. Attitude in uh, in Port well in Brazilian Portuguese, atitude. How good is that? Atitude. Man? It's mm -hmm. like it's it's bouncy, man. Atitude. And then there's like uh, watching as in, as in TV, like assistindo. But if you say, if you assistindo. have like a, a heavy Carioca accent, then it's almost like in the middle, you go, this is difficult to, you have assist and then you got an S sound followed by an SH sound followed by a CH sound all in a row. Assistindo. <laughs> you know, so it creates like this assistindo. weird waterfall of, oh my oh, gosh. Wow. So good. So good. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's fun though. That's like, Man, the accent is so fun for me. That's and yeah. Brazil, that's a fun one. Anywhere you go, it sounds like it's gonna be. I recommend the South. <laughs> you recommend <laughs> what Bahia? I recommend I recommend oh man, good question. I do recommend the north, like San Luis up in the kind of north uh, northeast. That's really cool. I always recommend to everyone go to a place called I'm talking fast now. Uh go to a place, uh it's not really a place, a landmark. It's not really a landmark. Go to a thing called <laughs> Lensois. That's L-E-N-C-O-I-S. It means like blanket or duvet, you know. Look it up on Google Images and go there. It's absolutely mm. <laughs> amazing. Amazing man. But just go anywhere in Brazil. You're gonna love it. It's the best. How do they pronounce it. your name, Hayden? What they are don't. you? They, they don't. don't. Yeah, you have an interesting one. <laughs> I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how, right? Every time they read it, this is eight out of 10 times. It happened yesterday. Eight out of 10 times, they will look at it and then I can see them trying to figure it out, right? And then they go, Raiden? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Wait, with an R? <laughs> Raiden, yes, they uh, say Raiden. You know what? Uh, you need to change the spelling. You need to start with like a 
double start with R. An R. Start, with, start an with an R. R. Exactly. Exactly. And it would be yeah. it would be R E I D E N, I suppose. Yeah. E Hayden. I... Yeah, it would. Yeah, but it'd be like, hey. Hayden. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, because you call. got the D E. So yeah. good. Point. Interesting. Oh, good point. oh, I'm gonna have to figure that out. But... <laughs> Jacques. Mine's a je. The je. Yeah. Jacques. Jackie. It's easy. Yeah. That's pretty. Uh, yeah. Easy. Well, it depends where you put the where you put the accent. It's. Hmm, I would say. It, even though I'm obviously not Brazilian, but I would say Jacques. The the E would be Jacques. kind of. But then that's more like Jack actually, because they add on the E on mm-hmm. the end, like Facebooky. Facebooky. Anyway, I don't mind being Raiden though, because like he was uh, <laughs> he was the oh, electric man, man from uh, oh, Mortal man. Kombat, so oh, I don't mind gosh. that at all. Okay. Okay, Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> No, okay. We've got to wrap this up because you and I are going to go forever like we always I know, do. I know, so I know. I'm just going to stop with the Mortal Kombat. And, uh, <laughs> that's a good place to stop when it's a travel yeah. podcast and someone mentions Mortal Kombat. That's a good Mic place drop. to end right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Muito obrigada. Okay, we'll talk again very soon. Thank you so much, and we're out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. It is always a pleasure for me to catch up with Hayden. Um, I hope that you guys feel the same. He really does a lot to help me out behind the scenes with the production of this show. I could not do it without him at this point. So thanks again to Hayden for all he does for all of us and for making another guest appearance today all the way from Brazil. Um, If you guys want to follow Hayden's adventures on Instagram, you can find him at Backpack Digital. Uh, If you want to reach out and say hey to me or leave a comment about the show, you can find me at Traveling Jackie. And let's see, in the next episode, we are traveling across a rather large pond to find our next guest and language experience. Just one more in this series. Um, And he is in a country I have not been to yet. So stay tuned for that and I will see you guys there. Bye.